When you buy for appreciation, it's kind of like gambling. You're betting on the fact that the market's going to keep going up and the market going up is really not in your control. The only thing in your control is buying the deal at that point. Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the Best Ever Conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate, and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, every Tuesday and Wednesday, we air two Syndication School episodes on the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show podcast on iTunes. And these episodes focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for a lot of these episodes, sometimes the episodes are part of a larger series, we offer some sort of free resource. These are PowerPoint presentation templates, Excel calculators, and how-to guides that accompany these series or episodes. And those are free as well as the syndication school episodes are free which can be found at syndicationschool.com. If this is your first time listening, I highly recommend going back and starting at series number one and working your way up through the final series that talks about selling your, your deal. That way you can go through the entire process from start to finish. And then you can listen to some of the more recent episodes where we go into specifics on some more of the steps. Today's episode is going to be one of those episodes where we go into more specifics. And today we're going to talk about how to attract and keep passive apartment investors. So in order to attract and keep passive apartment investors, the first question that you should be asking yourself is, why would they invest with you in the first place? What is their primary motivation for investing in apartment syndication deals? And you'd be surprised, but returns, like the amount of money you can give them, is not their primary motivation. 
It is not one of their primary concerns. Obviously, they care about how much money they're going to make. And if you offer them 1% and someone offers them 10%, then they're going to go into the decision. But most likely, a passive apartment investor is going to be able to get a similar return by investing with any apartment investor. So it can't be that they want a solid return. Also, not the business plan is not the market. It is actually going to be these three things that we're going to talk about in today's episodes. These are basically the three reasons why someone would invest in an apartment syndication deal. And if you know these three things, then you can formulate your company around these three things in order to attract more passive investors and in order to retain more passive investors. So the three things, I'm going to go over them right now really quickly, and then I'm going to go over them each in more details. Number one is they want their money to be in good hands. Number two, they want to be updated on relevant information on the deal. And number three, they want a hassle-free process. So those are really the three main reasons why people will invest in apartment deals, which is why these are the three secrets to attract and keep your passive apartment investors. Is their money in good hands? Will they be updated on relevant information on the deal? And the process hassle-free. So let's go over need number one, which is, is their money in good hands? Basically, what this means, first and foremost, is, are you not going to lose my money? So Warren Buffett is famously known for saying that the two rules for investing are, one, never lose money, and two, never forget rule number one. So as an apartment syndicator, one of your main focuses should be on making sure you're not losing your investor's money. So the investor's money is used towards the down payment for the loan, is used toward maybe funding renovations, and then of course the fees paid to you for closing on the deal. So like any investment, there's not going to be any guarantees. I guarantee you I'm not going to lose your money because that's not possible. You can't really guarantee anything. The market could completely collapse. There could be a nuclear apocalypse tomorrow. And of course, if that happens, then you're not going to be able to give your investors their money backs. But in that case, they probably have other concerns that are more important anyways. But there are a few things that you can do proactively to mitigate the major risks of the deal. And we call these the three immutable laws of real estate investing. And if you follow these three laws, then you should be confident that you will not only be able to preserve the capital of your investors, but maximize their returns as well. So basically, if you do the opposite of these three things are what get people into trouble or what get people foreclosed on losing their deal, not being able to sell at a a high price and not being able to keep their investors money. And the first one is to not buy for appreciation. So making sure you're buying for cash flow. Because when you buy for appreciation, it's kind of like gambling. You're betting on the fact that the market's going to keep going up. And the market going up is really not in your control. The only thing in your control is buying the deal at that point. When you buy for cash flow, then you know, well, it doesn't really matter what the value of the property is as long as you aren't selling. And we'll address that not selling part in a second. But when you buy for cash flow then you know up front, okay, well, I'm going to make this much money each year, really no matter what, unless something crazy happens. And if the market goes up in value, great. That's the cherry on top. I'll have more money. But if it doesn't, I'll still hit my cash flow numbers. Now, I want to differentiate between natural appreciation and forced appreciation. I'm saying don't buy for natural appreciation. Don't buy for the market's going to go up 10% each year or rents are going to go up 10% each year. You can buy for force appreciation though. So force appreciation is when you're actually doing something to force 
up the value of the property. So you're doing some sort of value add. You're doing some sort of physical improvement to the property or you're improving the operations in order to increase the income and or decrease the revenue, which in turn increases the NOI, which in turn increases the value of the property. Buying for forced appreciation is fine and actually encouraged in apartments. And that's the best way to get the best of both worlds in terms of cash flow and a large profit at sale. Because if you force appreciation, your rents are going up, so you're able to provide a higher cash flow as the time goes on in the project. And then since rents are going up, your NROI is going up, and the value of the property goes up. So when you sell, you have a large lump sum profit to distribute to investors at sale. So that's number one. Don't buy for natural appreciation. Buy for cash flow and force appreciation. Number two is going to be about debt. So secure long-term debt. So I mentioned, of course, you can buy for cash flow and you can buy for forced appreciation. But if there's a time where you're forced to sell the property for some reason, then that could be something that makes you lose money. So in order to avoid having to sell early, you want to secure long-term debt. So to define long-term debt is debt that is equal to or longer in term than the hold period. So if your plan is hold on the property for 10 years, you probably don't want to get a three-year loan. Because at the end of year three, you're going to have to refinance or sell the property. And if your business plan didn't go according to plan, if the market took a turn, and you might have to refinance and do a capital call to actually have enough equity in the deal to get a new loan. Or you might be forced to sell at a price that's so low that maybe you can return your investor's capital, but you're not able to give them the return you promise. So in the example of a 10-year loan, you want to get a loan that's at least 10 years long. If you're doing a 10-year hold, then a loan that's at least 10 years long. If you're doing a five-year hold, you want to loan this at least five years long. Now, it gets tricky when you're doing the bridge loans or some sort of renovation loan because those are typically going to be shorter term because your part of the business plan is to refinance once you've done the value-add business plan. And if things go according to plan, you refinance, great. You should be able to return a large amount of capital to your investors. But if things don't go according to plan, you still want to follow this principle of having long-term debt. So if the plan is to hold on to the deal for five years and you want to do a bridge loan, then make sure you have the option to extend the bridge loan up to five years. So that worst case scenario, if you can't refinance, then you can extend the loan one year and then reevaluate. If you still can't refinance or don't want to refinance, doesn't make sense to refinance, then you can extend it again. And then at the end of year five, you can decide whether you want to refinance or hold to your hold period and sell. And then along with that comes making sure you're not being over leveraged, but unless you're not going the conventional Fannie Freddie route or a bridge loan, then you're really not going to have the opportunity to over leverage. It's when you're looking at lease options or seller financing where you might actually have the opportunity to get the deal with 5% down, 10% down. Again, not a good idea because if you have to sell or you have to refinance, you're going to have to bring money to the table for the refinance, or you're going to have to actually lose capital if you sell the deal and the value dropped by 5-10%. So the last principle is don't get forced to sell. So basically if you follow the first two, then you're going to automatically follow the third principle and not get forced to sell the property. Because again, when you're forced to sell is likely because there's a problem and with the problem, you're likely not going to be able to turn all of your investors' capital. So all those three rules and your investors are going to know that their money is in good hands because you're mitigating the chances of you actually losing the money. And then there's a few other things you can do as well to portray to your investor that you're in good hand. Something that's pretty self-explanatory is making sure that you have a solid educational foundation and a track record in real estate or business before 
start raising capital because you're not going to attract anyone if you don't know what you're talking about and you've got no experience with business or real estate. Now, there's a way to get around this. If you are lacking in any of these areas, probably not education, but maybe the background, then you can make up for this with a trustworthy, credible team. So you can bring a mentor on, a property management company, broker, who have a strong background in the apartment industry and have a strong, successful background in apartment syndications. That will help you get started, but you're going to attract more investors if you have the experience. You're the point person. So if you have the experience, if you have the education, then they're going to know their money is in good hands more than if you don't and you're just bringing on an experienced team. So the experienced team can definitely help, but you want to make sure that you are still working on education and making sure you still have some sort of relevant background to leverage when discussing yourself with potential investors. And we've gone over what that means, but specifically is a solid real estate background, but specifically is a solid business background on previous syndication school episodes. And this is also pretty self-explanatory, but if they trust you as a person, then they're going to know their money is in good hands. So they're going to have to have a good feeling about who you are as a person and truly believe that you have their best interest in mind. And this trust can be established by the length of time you've known this person, by the quality of your relationship with this person, by having a strong online presence, by displaying your expertise of you and your team through a thought leadership platform, and by having alignment of interest, which we've actually talked about alignment of interest in yesterday's episode or the episode just before this one. So make sure you check that out to learn about the four tiers of alignment of interest. Once they trust you, then they're going to be confident that you have common sense, that you're going to make good decisions, that you're going to conservatively underwrite the deals, that you're going to perform all of the required due diligence before buying the apartment, and you're going to at least meet the projected returns that you outlined your investment summary. And then lastly, someone will know that their money is in good hands if they know you are a responsive communicator. So we also talked about this in the episode yesterday, so I'm not going to go in too much detail on this, but basically something goes wrong, do you let them know and do you already have a solution in mind or already implemented? And when they reach out to you, how quickly are you responding? So overall, a passive investor, they're going to want to know that their money is in good hands. And you as a syndicator can convey this to the passive investor by proactively mitigating risks by following those three immutable laws of real estate investing, having the relevant background, educational and business or real estate background, building a trusting relationship and being a responsive communicator. Again, one of the needs of a passive investor is to know if their money is in good hands. And if it is, that's how you attract them to your deals and keep them on. Will they be provided with status updates on the deal? So they're going to want to know what's going on with the deals they're investing in. If they are going to invest with you and if they're going to keep investing with you. So on a consistent basis, you want to provide them with a director level. So this is in between an entry-level employee level, super detailed, lots of numbers and calculations, and the CEO level, which is just quick bullet points of what's going on, somewhere in between, status update on the deal. And again, we've talked about this plenty of times at the syndication school of how to do this. But basically, first, you want to send them a monthly update that includes things like occupancy rates, rental rates, renovations, CapEx, issues in the community engagement events. You also want to provide them with quarterly financials and then any information about when they're going to get paid or anything else like taxes and things like that. Some syndicators don't provide any updates. 
updates are very minimal. So you want to make sure that you are letting your investors know that they're going to be kept up to date on what's going on. And once you fulfill that need, you're more likely to attract and keep them on as investors. And that last need is a hassle-free process. So it's in the name passive investor, but they want to be passive. They want a place to park their money and not have to worry about doing anything else. They don't have to worry about being responsible for any day-to-day operations. They're busy doing whatever they're doing to make money, whether it's real estate, whether it's a business, whether it's working at a W-2 job. They're busy with family life, personal life. So they want to minimize the amount of time spent on their investment. So they want to send you the money. Their ideal setup would be they send you the money and you send them money back with frequent updates on what's going on so they know that they can expect to receive their money. So besides doing due diligence on the syndicator initially and then doing due diligence on the deals as they come in, a passive investor wants the investment to be as boring as possible with little to no surprises. All they want to do is read a monthly email and receive their distributions. So one thing you should probably do that we recommend doing that we encourage you to do is to set up some sort of direct deposit with your investors, at least offer a direct deposit because some of them do like the old school checks. But with direct deposits, that takes away the added step of cashing a check. So all they need to do is log into their bank account, see, okay, Theo sent me my monthly distribution. I'm good to go. And then also a part of the hassle-free process, if I do have a question, if I do need something from you, I want the problem to be resolved quickly and I want minimal back and forth. So if I reach out with an issue, I would much rather have you reply one time saying, I got your email. Here's what we're doing to solve this problem. Or here's what we've already done. The problem is solved. Or, hey, here's an answer to your question. Rather than send them one email saying, hey, I got your email. I'll reply on this day. And then again on this day saying, oh, well, I still don't know the answer. So give me some more time. Just one time, address whatever they need right away. And then that's it. So those are the three primary reasons why someone would invest in a deal. The three things that you need to address in order to get them to invest in your deals. And that is, is their money in good hands? Will they be updated on the relevant information on the deal? And is the process hassle-free? So if you do these three things, you're going to attract more passive investors and you're going to retain more of your current passive investors. So that concludes this episode. Until tomorrow, make sure you check out some of the other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications and check out those free documents we have. Both of those can be found at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.